Hey guys, Anthony here from Pro Wrestling Proverbs. Uh, before we get started, I just want to say a huge thank you to uh, everybody who followed us on social media this past weekend or engaged with any of our posts. This past Mania weekend was probably by far the most engagement we've ever gotten uh, since we started doing this. So thank you from the bottom of both mine and Logan's hearts. We do greatly appreciate it. Uh, crossing 2,000 followers on Facebook uh, this past weekend was awesome. Just know we have a lot of great stuff planned for you guys this summer and obviously into next year. And we hope you stick around. Uh, if it's your first time listening to our show, you found us on Facebook this past weekend or on Twitter or TikTok or wherever you found us from this past weekend. And it's your first time listening. Uh, I hope you do enjoy. Uh, typically, these episodes aren't nearly as long. We don't usually go for two hours or, in this case, a two-hour-ish long podcast split up into two. We typically don't go that long, but like I said, on the, on the podcast you're about to listen to, uh, there was a lot to talk about this weekend. The sale of WWE and WrestleMania 39 reactions. Me and Logan cover all that coming up right now. What is up, everyone? This is Noelle Foley, and you are listening to Pro Wrestling Proverbs. Oh, yeah. Have a nice day. It's been a long week, but it's finally maybe over. Uh, WrestleMania 39, WrestleMania weekend has come and gone. The Raw after Mania is over. WWE has been sold. A lot of news this week. Uh, and we're going to try to cover it all. Uh, I'm assuming by the time we post this, uh, even more news will break. But we got to get out of the way. We'll cover WrestleMania here. Uh, I probably won't go too in-depth into media and individual match reactions because now it's Thursday as you're listening to this and WrestleMania is old news already. Old news. Old news. You know what's not old news? What? Uh, Vince McMahon's uh, hair. I've never I, seen... I, I said it in our group chat. I think what happened was he was sitting with um, one of his granddaughters, you know, Stephanie and Triple H's kids. And they were watching uh, the TV show Wednesday, the Netflix show Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's just sitting there, and he's like, "I, I don't, I don't understand." And they're like, "Grandpa, it's, it's, it's what the kids like. It's hip." It was they like they like this. And then he looked at the screen, and there was Gomez, and he's, "I can look better than that fat ass." <laughs> so then uh, he grew the mustache, he dyed his hair, and he went, "What do you think?" They're like grandpa, no, you're not supposed to be Gomez. We like we like Wednesday. He, but Vince being so stubborn, he's like, Why well, did do this for you? This is just this is this is the new grandpa. And that and he's kept it. I gotta go show your new grandma. <laughs> and like his mustache, it looks like he just took like like his like a dipstick from his engine in his car and like just <laughs> Spread it across his face. That's what his mustache looks like. It, like his natural look of like gray hair can't look any worse than that. Like somebody told somebody, people were telling him he looks good, and that's a travesty. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Uh, my other theory is he grew it out to make it seem 
like he's a different Vince. Like, <laughs> like, he, like he's in disguise. Like I'm not the Vince uh, who paid off those women. Yeah, like like it, like when Kobe switched from eight to twenty four. Like number well, eight, number eight was the rapist. That's. It's not exactly the thought. My thought is it's so that way people would be like, it, clearly he hasn't been retired. He's 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 been involved somehow. Uh, we speculated on this before, um, but he slowly creeped his way back in. But I think it's to be like, look, I I wasn't the same Vince. I have facial hair. Look, I grew it. I got wild. And I'm wilding out. Someone yeah. called Nick Cannon. It's, I, I just I don't know why he did it. I don't know. Um, hilarious though. Yeah, and the, the, the pictures of him at the Hall of Fame are gonna give me nightmares. And then I, at first I thought it was another fake image. Then I've seen his oh, interview at. Well, I seen then I watched the uh, his CNBC like interview uh, with the president of Endeavor or whatever, whoever bought uh, WWE, and I'm like, oh no. It's real, and it's worse when he's moving. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> you love it. I don't. I would. I would have canceled the sale right there if I was uh, Endeavor. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? <laughs> we'll pass, actually. But uh, <laughs> enough about <laughs> Vince looking ugly. We got WrestleMania 39 to talk about, and I'll I'll, I'll put it out there to start. Uh, night one, I think maybe. We'll have to see. You know, recency bias is a thing. Uh, night one might be top ten all time. And night one was very good. Um, night two, I know there was a couple things that fans didn't agree with. I still thought it was very good. I um, the difference is between night one, and night two for me. Night one, every match on night one was a banger. I loved every match on night one. Night two, I there was a match I did not like on night two, and that was the. Fatal Four Way Women's Match. I like the ending. People are shitting on because of the ending. I actually like the ending, uh, with Ronda and uh, Shayna Baszler just like doing nothing and then coming in and winning. It actually fits the story if you were paying attention to it. But like the match itself, I just was not into it. But everything, every other match on Night Two was also great. Uh, and I don't understand these people just because of the ending of the main event on Night Two. So now like that match was shit now. Yeah, I I don't get people. Um, I think as more individuals in the wrestling community come out, like the big one that I saw today, that I saw more or less people murmuring. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Paul Heyman gave his opinion on it. We'll get to it later, but he painted it in a positive light, and he described it, and he's like, "This is why it happened. This is why it makes sense." And I noticed that when Paul Heyman came out and did it, that people were starting to be like, oh. Because before it was, you know, your usual suspects of people that were like, like Triple H at the press conference. Well, Cody's story isn't done. we got to continue the story. You know, it's a never-ending story in the WWE. And people are like, boo, that's a Triple H answer. Yeah. But I think now that Paul Heyman came out and said it, that's people are like, oh. And they're starting to think about it. I, I hope... I hope wrestling wasn't always like this. I don't remember it being like this. But I remember being a kid and having someone in the main event, like when Kane had to lose his mask when he lost to Triple H. I was bummed. I'm like, oh, that sucks. I don't remember, like, 
sleeping through the night, waking up the next day and being like, God damn it! I'm never watching this shit again. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I with the, well, like I think me and I know me and you are gonna disagree on the main event uh, yeah. outcome, which is fine. You know, this is very one of the very things me and Logan will disagree on, and you know we're not gonna hate each other at the end of it. Like some of you people well, and, on, online will. And, and I think the big difference is to you think that it was done wrong, but you're not curious about it like i i've seen people on facebook where i'm i'm through watching it i'm not gonna watch it and you know what i say to you know what i say to that person and i expect you to throw away all your wwe shirts if you have any championship belts i expect (laughs) you to throw them away you can't you can't be a fan now you just gotta you just gotta stop it's like they're like the people when uh like bud light recently they partnered with somebody controversial on tiktok and like all these people are like oh i'm gonna all the but like i already bought i'm gonna pour it out or be like kid rock and shoot it or something and i don't understand yeah. those people like, you, this, like if you like, if you actually love wrestling and like that main event pissed you off so much where like you don't want to watch it anymore like i i'm gonna have to question how much you actually enjoy wrestling in the first place like yes it's scripted, and they can, you know, they should strive for what "quote unquote" the fans want. But, but you also have the ability to plan ahead, and like kind of like kind of like like movies, like were people pissed off at the end of Empire Strikes Back when Luke lost? I'm saying like there's still obviously more to the story. I and we'll get into it. More, I guess, later. I I still personally think that Cody should have won. I think it was the right time for him if you thought he was uh, the man to win. Uh, but like I said, we'll get into him later. Let's break down this card before we blow our entire talking points in the main event already. Uh, night one, we'd open up with John Cena and Austin Theory. Uh, we did a poll for this match on Facebook, and surprisingly, 64% of the votes thought that John Cena was going to win and beat Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Uh, did not happen. I did not see... Uh, as much as I did want John Cena to win, I thought it'd be like a, kind of like a, an actual expected uh, swerve, have him win it and drop it to somebody like the next night, a potential... I, I think I said last week, a potential Jay White debut, but that's uh, a really bad take now in hindsight. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... I still, I still think it was a great decision to have Austin Theory win the way he did. Uh, he won a, in a chicken shit way. Uh, so now he can claim he beat John Cena without actually having to have him beat John Cena. He'll be right. a dog shit heel for the rest of the year, which is awesome. That's what Austin Theory's going to do. And, and I think uh, I noticed some people made the connection. Uh, there's a lot of comparisons to Cena first winning the U.S. title at Mania with this match yeah. um, if you remember the way cena won he threw his chain picked up the brass knuck hit big show with, with it and pinned him so austin theory low blowing cena essentially did his own version of that so it does still kind of come full circle um this was the first match that had some complaints on social media uh you know why have cena do this why build it up it could have been a six u.s title blah 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 
which irritated the piss out of me because I, I'm sure it was some of those same people who on social media previously were complaining that WrestleMania was full of quote unquote part timers and mm-hmm. you know, why are they there? But now that he lost, it's a bad thing. Um, this was the match that I was the least into and only because I thought it looked like Cena was phoning it in. Like I know it was the first yeah, match I of the agree night. And but I I put on Twitter that he and Brock Lesnar are almost at the same point now where they can their music can hit, they can come out, do their taunt, do three to five moves that we're familiar with, um, have to fight whoever or have to get beat down by whoever they're facing, and then they either win or they lose. Then their music hits and they leave and everybody's happy. They're both like icons at this yeah. point. They're your uh, um, Bruno San Martino did it for a bit. Andre did it at the end of his career. Hogan did it in the early 2000s. doesn't really matter if they win or lose. You're just kind of happy to see him there. I will say, I thought a lot of people said Bianca's entrance was the best entrance of the weekend. My favorite was Cena because you could see Cena talking to each of the Make-A-Wish kids whether it was a high five, a hug, he addressed each one. There wasn't one that he left out. And uh, I'm sure Bianca talked to all of them at one point, either on the stage or backstage. But for John, you could see it there on the camera, see how much they mean to him. Uh, yeah, with, like the, with, s- the, with the Bianca's entrance, I know that's front of night two. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, the contortionist. The girl, yeah, her her mom passed away. For those of you that know, her mom passed away on s- Sunday morning. Yep, and she still came out and did all that. And it was a Triple H made it a big deal at the press conference. I know sometimes press conferences uh, uh, kind of go unnoticed unless you're CM Punk, but right, uh, but yeah, it, um, it it was your. I guess the best thing to say is it was your typical Cena match. He got beat by Theory. Um, there's a rumor that could be one of Cena's last times. Um, he even kind of hinted at this when Cody asked him for a match, or he said um, for the one Raw that he came out on, he got teary-eyed because he thought to himself, this could be the last time I'm at this arena. That was the first time he ever thought that. Um, so, I mean, it would be it would be fun for him to go full circle, kind of give some of that last rub for the U.S. title. My only thing is, which I didn't watch Raw directly, I kind of looked at the results, it didn't seem that Theory was necessarily running with this yet. Uh, yeah, for the Raw domain, he was used to further Ray and Dominic's view. Yeah. So I'm assuming something will come up between now and Backlash for him. I um, hope so. Maybe, maybe Orton, maybe he goes on a... He seems to be doing like a I'm a fight legends thing. That's what he came out to do with Ray. Yep. Uh, so he ended up beating Ray. So maybe I can see something like Orton if Orton's coming back. Uh, maybe even Edge. Yeah, Edge is there. Uh, but yeah, I like I said this match was all right. It wasn't. I'd probably give it like the second like weakest match of the night, uh, just behind the. The six women tag for me. Um, 
I, I don't I don't think it's John Cena's last match though, which especially or, le- or even last WrestleMania match. A lot of people on social media were already crying, like not not like complaining, crying like actually upset that this could be yeah like his last. I guess not his last Mania match. He's not gonna go out losing the Austin Theory. Um, I just think that he's now kind of like in a position like Rock is currently. Where he has yep. no guarantee that he will be free to do many of these, and it might be a long time before we see him again. Um, I kind of think he's kind of been forcing his schedule to be open around this time, or when WWE yeah. needs him. And I think that's kind of more than what Rock is doing. I think Rock just takes his time off and uh, actually uses it, while Cena is using his time off to come here. Uh, yeah, but I think John Cena will be back. I think he'll have a proper send-off eventually. Uh, yeah, but good win for Austin Theory. Makes him look good. Uh, but the next match is the Men's WrestleMania Showcase Fatal 4-Way Tag. Uh, Street Profits, they defeated Braun Strowman and Ricochet Alpha Academy in the Viking Raiders. This match actually surprised me. It was actually... Uh, I think I said before, I was not really interested in either Showcase match. I was right about the mm-hmm. other one. This one... Uh, they, they came out with something to prove. And I think they proved the Street Profits look great in this match. Uh, so did Ricochet. Uh, I think the moment of the match was Angelo Dawkins just derailing Braun Strowman on the outside of the ring. Uh, yeah. A humongous pop. That was awesome. Uh, I think I think the Street Profits came out of this match looking like a million bucks. I still am not a fan of them. I, I I don't think, um, and, and it could just be me not liking Angelo Dawkins because I think it's got to be pretty hard for Montez to move forward with him sitting on his coattails. Um, Angelo has his moments, but clearly um, there is a Shawn Michaels and a Marty Jannetty with this team. I think moment of the match, though, was Chad Gable's German suplex that he gave to Braun Strowman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Gable is going to be the one out of this group that goes on to potentially have some sort of main event run. I don't know if he'll end up getting a heavyweight title. I mean, uh, I thought maybe that if they had Cody win the heavyweight title, they could have Gunther beat him for it. And then who better to try and fight Gunther than the... All American Chad Gable, especially since it's kind of a David Goliath thing as well. Um, I did have to laugh that Braun Strowman came off the top rope. <laughs> I feel like it's a little karma pairing him with a cruiserweight, and now he's doing a top rope move. Uh, just for all the comments he made on Twitter in the past, uh, I, I'm hoping that the Viking Raiders end up continuing to be a heel team, kind of a badass team. Yeah, they, they they look fucking awesome. Yeah. Holy See, I shit. don't know. I don't know why they're they're always used in this kind of role. Uh, they're they're never the tag team. Uh, hoping that'll change in the future. Yeah, this was supposed to be one of the like throwaway matches. This is one of them that a lot of people thought, oh, so and so doesn't have a match. Let's get him one. Yes, that's what I thought last week. But it, it definitely proved to be a lot more than that. 
yeah, like I said, they, they came out with a lot to prove, and they did. Uh, one of the more surprising uh, matches of the night. This one, I wasn't surprised. Uh, it was great. We had Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Uh, on Facebook, we ran another Facebook poll for this match. Seth Rollins getting 80% of the votes on who they thought would win. And this time, the people did get it right. Seth Rollins uh, ended up walking away with the victory. Uh, one of my favorite spots tonight with the <laughs> giant prime bottle with a YouTuber KSI in it. Yeah. I just know like 80% of the people watching WrestleMania had, yesterday had no idea who that guy was and probably <laughs> thought it was our truth at first. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, like I said before, the, it's come out that Logan, uh, all these matches are laid out for him and he trains. Uh, I think with Shawn Michaels, I think it was. Uh, either down yes. at the Parma Center or in Puerto Rico with whoever. Uh, so this match was obviously step-by-step step planned out for him. Which is fine if they keep producing matches like this. And he only wrestles six to eight times a year. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Uh, I I kind of had a... kind of knew Seth would win, but I think last week I tried to make the case for Logan Paul winning. Um, but I think it was the right choice. Right. Seth, Seth won. Uh, he's gonna be probably one of the top baby faces to challenge Roman here this summer. Uh, now that now that Roman's still champion, but uh, yeah, that, that means Seth just keeps proving himself. I mean, if you remember, he had Dominic's first match. Um, now he's having. I mean, it's still early on in the career of Logan Paul, and Seth's proven to be a guy who can really work with anyone and make it look great. Um, I know that there's some non-Seth Rollins fans out there, but I, I just don't understand it at this point. Uh, I mean, people love Dolph Ziggler because he does anything that's asked of him. Seth does anything that's asked of him and more. He takes almost any gimmick and just... He makes it outstanding. Uh, when, he was the, when he was the Messiah... Now the Drip God, uh, when he snapped during the Rey Mysterio feud, when he was Triple H's plan B, um, no matter what he was given, like I said, he just takes that ball and he runs with it. Uh, yes, I think Seth is one of the guys that would benefit from the world titles being split up. Oh, uh, certainly. Yeah, with, with, with both of them on Roman... Uh, just gonna prolong because I think Seth Seth should become world champion sometime this year. Still possible, um, but it's gonna be hard with both of them still strapped to Roman's shoulders. But I think Seth is due for I don't want I don't want to call it a breakout year because he's already broken out and he's a mega star. Uh, I think it's be a career, another career year for him in terms of uh, work rate. Certainly. Uh, the next match. Uh, two Hall of Famers, Trish Stratus and Lita. Lita being one half of the women's tag team champions, along with their partner Becky Lynch, the man. Uh, kind of in the dream match here, Trish Stratus and Lita teaming up here at Mania uh, to take on and beating uh, the team Damage Control, Bailey Dakota Kai and Io Sky. Um, I I don't have too much to say. Um, I thought I thought this match was okay. Um. 
I, 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 I don't I don't I don't want don't know what to say that I don't because I don't want to sound mean because I love Trish and Lita. Um, what what are your thoughts on it? I say I thought they went out and they did what they needed to do. Um, it was cool that Trish wore a revamped version of her old attire from WrestleMania 21. Um, obviously, they weren't moving as fast as the opposing team. But I think it's one of those situations where it was Dakota Kai and Yoshirai on the other side. And it would it's hard for some of the modern-day women to keep up with those two. Yeah. So, I mean, especially with Trish being out of the ring for so long. Um, I still think this match was a dig at Sasha. Since Sasha always wanted to work with them. So... Let's have Becky and Bailey work with them instead. Uh, supposedly, this feud's going to lead to Becky and Trish having a match at SummerSlam. I can see. Uh, I, I think. I think this year's might be turning as early as next week. Uh, yeah. I think we have uh, Lita and Becky are defending titles against uh, Liv Morgan and what's her name, Raquel. Yep, Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah, which I, I know I, on. I don't see I don't see Lita sticking around and defending the belt every no. couple of weeks here. So I think time is of the essence to get the belt off of him, and to get the belt off of him, I think is the catalyst for the, this rumored Trish heel turn. Uh, yeah, but, I. The only thing that I think is Trish needs to align herself with people because we touched on it on the WrestleMania preview, where if you have. Trish turn on Becky too soon, and it's supposed to go to SummerSlam. It's a lot of time to fill. So yeah. I think if we got Trish a team or repaired her with even someone else, so that way you know one of the matches could be Becky and Lita versus Trish and that person. One of the matches could be Becky versus that person, and then finally we get to Becky and Trish. Um, I don't think that would happen if it was next week because Liv and Raquel are. You know, two of the white hot baby faces right now for the women's division. Yeah, um, it'll be. In, I'll be interested to see what they do. I'm also. Th- this was the second time where I saw on social media people complaining, and I don't really understand it. Um, they're saying that damage control was only brought in as a PR stunt for Triple H, and that by having them lose here. Um, this is burying damage control, and their whole and their whole run has been them getting buried. That's stupid. That's a stupid take uh, by stupid people. Didn't uh, former tag team champions um, Bailey and Becky had some highly elevated matchups. Becky and Lita winning the tag titles was the larger moment from that Monday Night Raw. And even if they lost, they worked with Trish and Lita. Now, isn't everyone's big thing when you work with a legend of that caliber that even if you lose, you're a winner? Yeah. You're, it's one of the, the marquee matches on the card. You're working with two Hall of Famers. Uh, and just because you're losing doesn't mean you're getting fucking buried. I think they, they, they've been looking great the whole time uh, since yeah. they debuted. Bailey's on another level. Again, she... Uh, she, she was doing great when she left with that injury, but she came back still in that gear. Uh, and I, I, if I had to guess, the next year's women's main event, probably the night event of my of night one, 
of Mania 40 is probably going to be Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Yep. I would have to assume. Um, I think Bianca will probably be the challenger for the SmackDown Women's title. And if I had to put money on it right now, I would assume Bailey will probably be the one to take the Raw Women's Championship off of Bianca Belair. With, you know, with shenanigans, with damage control. So, I'll, I'll throw that out there. So, I know the same thing was said at, what was it, SummerSlam a year ago? Two years ago? Uh, when Bianca was, quote-unquote, buried. Yeah! Uh, and everyone freaked the fuck out. Um, typically, in spots like this, uh, when the team is obviously doing great things but they lose on a big stage. They typically bounce back, you know, ebb and flow, yin and yang. Uh, I think Bailey probably at SummerSlam, I would assume. That seems like a good time for it. Uh, we'll probably beat Bianca or sometime between there, maybe a Survivor Series. Who knows? Yeah, they also didn't like that Bailey didn't come out with damage control on Raw and that they lost to Liv and Raquel so fast. So, I mean, clearly two losses and then not having the manager, that means they're getting buried and Bailey's leaving. I saw she did an Instagram, or a couple Instagram posts calling, like, from WrestleMania, I think 36 and onward, a romance novel and explaining, like, the ups and downs and her love of the industry. And that's everyone's like, oh, she's going to Japan. She's going to be with Mercedes, <laughs> Mercedes and Pam. And I, I just don't know where people get these ideas at. Uh, they're just fancy booking in their head. Um, but uh, we, can, we can move on uh, from that. Uh, one of my favorite matches of the of uh, night one, uh, just because of the absurdity of it, uh, Rey Mysterio beating Dominic Mysterio. Uh, this match was sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh, so when Rey Mysterio made his entrance, there's that giant, I don't know if you've seen him, Yep. Uh, the giant dancing, uh, what do you call that? Like a like the, like a thing of cereal. What yes, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, a cereal square. That's, yeah. So you have this blood feud, right? This family drama, where the father has to come in here and be the son, and everyone's gonna cheer for it. <laughs> it's sponsored by a breakfast cereal, uh, and the son comes. It makes his grand entrance, which is awesome, by the way, in the back of a prison van. Uh, and holy shit, is it, Dominic is definitely Ray's kid. Yeah. For sure. With that mask on, uh, looking at 90s Ray Mysterio right there in the face. Uh, Ray coming out with uh, Eddie's theme at first. Uh, deuce bumps. I'm jealous of everybody at the arena that got to experience that live and in person. Uh, that, that theme... When was the last time that theme was played? Probably Hall of Fame, WrestleMania 22? Um, the last time it was played, like, at Mania or any crowd? Like, ever. Like, yeah, in the crowd. Uh, Vicky Guerrero's last night at on Monday Night Raw. Okay. After she threw Stephanie in the slop. They played it for her because she got to leave as a baby face. Okay. So yeah, like once, then that was what, like 2014, 15? 14 or 15. That sounds like about that time when Stephanie was just on TV every week. Yep. Uh, and then before then was 2006. Yeah. So, 
a long time. I'm jealous everybody in the crowd got the uh, experience that even if it was only for a couple seconds. Uh, Ray coming down the low rider with Snoop was awesome. Uh, and the match itself was awesome, too. I think uh, this is something Ray will uh, probably one of the highlights of his career, working a, a match at Mania with the Sun. And it was actually a great match. Yeah. Probably, probably one of the best of Dominic's career. Yep, I've uh, this continues the trend I've talked about on here though, where Dominic has to have that perfect dancing partner, and I mean it. It, it does make it easier for any professional wrestler, but I think that's going to be what takes him from good to great, is when he can get in there with, like a Titus O'Neil, or um, like a Von Wagner, someone at that level, and put on a great match. There's been time where Dominic's had some stinkers and he's looked like shit. But you get him in there with Ray, you get him in there with Seth Rollins, you get him in there with Edge, puts on a show. And yes, he's younger, but it's just one of those things where with how good his first match was, you kind of expected him to continue at that rate. Um, it, It was very fun for, I'm sure, for Dominic's mom, Ray's wife, to get involved, as well as the sister... Uh, Bad Bunny was there. Bad Bunny was there. Uh, he's gonna. He's joining the LWO, I think. Yeah, yeah. They brought back the LWO the night before. Or Ray did. Um, pretty big moment. It. It was. This match was essentially used to set up Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio facing Ray Mysterio and Bad Bunny at Puerto Rican Backlash. Uh, and it's kind of cool because they all tie together because you figure Bad Bunny's first partner was Priest. So uh, this could be a big match for Latin American wrestling. I'm glad Ray got the win. I I was kind of fearful they weren't going to give him the win since they... I, I can just hear it now. Well, you're already going to the Hall of Fame. You don't need to go in the Hall of Fame and win. <laughs> Ruff Flair didn't win and go in the Hall of Fame the same weekend. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I think well, Triple H was Triple H was still in charge of night one, so. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So uh, that's why you know, if Vince was in charge, he would have lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I, I think two, two brain cells go together. I think thoughts. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I think big things for Dominic this year as well. Uh, this, yeah, I think maybe this new character with Judgment Day that he's, that's been happening for the last uh, one couple months now. So it's a clash of the castle. Uh, I think I, the I, big I, thing with Dominic is you always hear him compared to Eddie because his looks and the jokes that Eddie's his dad. Ha ha ha. Um, I think Dominic right now is representing a WCW style of Chris Jericho. Where he's got some of the in ring in ring work, but he's also just he is like the perfect chicken shit right now. You mentioned how Austin Theory had big things coming as the chicken shit heel. I think WWE wishes that Austin Theory had Dominic Mysterio's charisma, and I think Whoa. they wish that Dominic Mysterio had Austin Theory's wrestling ability. Because if you took Dom's charisma and Theory's ability in the ring and put them into one. That is, like, the super young heel right now. Unfortunately, they're split between the two bodies. Uh, so we'll have to see which gets pushed faster. Well, having an it factor or being able to work. 
Well, Dominic, the good thing that Dominic will have is you can learn, right, Dominic? Yeah. You can you can be taught how how to perform, and Dominic's being taught by some of the best, and he has gotten exponentially better since when he had his first match was at Payback twenty twenty, SummerSlam twenty twenty, whenever SummerSlam around there. Um, he's gotten exponentially better since then. Uh, but can you teach charisma? I don't want, and I don't want to say Austin Theory has no charisma. I think. Uh, I just think he's uh, he's good at reading his lines. Yep, kind of deal. Uh, I just like his he I don't know, like his, the promo he cut on Ray. I know he's, I said he didn't watch. I watched a little bit before I went to work that night. Uh, it it literally just sounded like you could put the teleprompter right in front of him. That's kind of what he was going off of. <laughs> oh, these people here will chant John Cena's name and like. And, oh no! Now they're chanting John Cena's name. Oh, don't do that. Uh, yeah, big things, big things for Dom. Uh, maybe I, I, I'd honestly, speaking of Austin Theory, I'd love to see Dom with the U.S. title. Yeah, and I kind of thought I kind of got that idea that's where they were going. I thought Austin Theory was about to drop the title to Ray. It wasn't a title match. Uh, but I thought it, could, it very well could have been, and then Dom would beat Ray for the U.S. title somewhere down the line. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, whatever. We'll see. Uh, now, the next match, my match of the night, uh, Ray Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Rhea Ripley winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. And I got I got a quick story about this match. Uh, okay. For, for those of you that don't know that are listening, I work midnights. Uh, I work midnights at a retail store uh, in this area, I'll just say. Uh, and part of my job is uh, being overnight is I have to the store closes at midnight so from 10 to 12 I have to deal with customers but from 10 to 11 I don't really have to I'm kind of just doing my own thing but everybody goes home from the day at 11 and I'm the only one there from 11 to 12 and a fucking course all week from 11 to 12 we were dead as fuck. <laughs> dead as fuck. The, and the Wi-Fi worked all week. No problems with the internet. Saturday night. Busy as fuck. Old people that don't know how to use uh, self-checkout. And then the Wi-Fi kept going in and out. Just the whole whammy pissing me right the fuck off. I somehow am able to see like the last seven minutes of this match. Uh, mm-hmm. I have, my, I have a little setup with like a cart up against like a cooler, so the cameras can't really see. I'm watching, but who, I don't really give a fuck if they were. Uh, and then, so I'm watching the end of the match. The stream freezes. I'm like, well, cool. And then, so I try to get it re, recalibrated, and it comes back on to Rhea Ripley uh, holding the championship with fireworks going off in the background. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, glad I, I was trying my best to see this match all for nothing. Uh, so I had to go back and watch the ending. I think Rhea won with the, the her finishing move off the top rope yes. or something. Yeah, I from for the parts that I seen of it, uh, and then when I went back and rewatched it, uh, I think it was a match of night one for sure. I say it was a great match. Um, of course, this one's going to be remembered more than we'll talk about Bianca and Asuka later. 
but it's because uh, people people thought Rhea needed to win this one, which I wanted her to win too. But by having the correct person win, it obviously is going to get a more positive response. Um, as you said, I think Rhea and Bianca are going to potentially even main event next year. I have a feeling, like you said, um, Bianca will challenge. I think they'll do it hokey. I think she'll have lost the um, Raw title, I don't know, maybe like a month before, since she'll win the Rumble. Then she'll come out, and she'll talk about WrestleMania, and then the Raw champion will come out and be like, I guess I'll see you there. And she'll go, I never said I was challenging you. And then that's Michael Colkin. That doesn't mean... And then she'll look in the camera and, Rhea, I'll see you on SmackDown. And then everyone will freak out, and that'll be the first person to jump brands after the draft. The draft is supposed to be coming up, right? Supposedly. I keep seeing all these uh, these wrestling journalists, people who fancy yourself a journalist. Uh, uh, they keep saying uh, you know, all the events happening for payback. Or backlash, sorry. Yeah, it's supposed happening. to be in April. I thought I literally said someone. I saw someone said it was happening next week. I don't know why or Let's how see. they haven't even announced it. Yeah, I think I think if it does happen in April, it would have to be the seventeenth of them announcing it on Monday. I honestly thought Triple H was going to come out on Raw, and now that we have new owners, it's time to shake things up a bit. <laughs> But uh, that didn't happen. Rhea and Charlotte, you know, it was a great match. Charlotte <laughs> always performs. Um, Rhea always. People hate Charlotte because, you know, oh, shoved down her throat, oh, always a champion. Guess what? She wouldn't be shoved down your throat or always a champion if she wasn't good. Yes. You know what she is? She's damn good. She's a flair. Of course she's good. Yeah, I mean, Rick was good. I'm sure Reed could have been good, and Charlotte's good. So I think, the, well, the, I think the issue with that fans have with Charlotte Flair was uh, back when she was first on the main roster. I just think she was way too overexposed. But the problem was, besides her and Becky and Sasha, there wasn't really no many women on the roster to go to. And if Becky and Sasha and other feuds that don't necessarily involve like the Raw Women's Championship or the SmackDown's Women's Championship, it's gonna be Charlotte. And so how how many Charlotte's already like past ten, right? She's you got fourteen or something. Yep. So yeah, she's already won the world title and dropped it multiple times, and I think that's the issue. But I I understand why. Charlotte is probably, I'd argue, probably the best, but if for sake of argument, we can say one of, definitely uh, top three oh, yeah. in the company right now, and probably the world as well. Definitely top five in the world. But, uh, yeah, great match. Uh, I don't know, do you want to talk about the Miz segments? Um... I know we we'll probably night. talk about this, the one on night two a little bit more than this. That one. was the Pat McAfee one. Pat McAfee was night one, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it was fun. Michael Cole was excited. It was a surprise. Well, I'll I'll say this because this is only one of my very few complaints about the like the entire weekend. Uh huh. Was how outside of obviously you can't 
do the same matches both nights, obviously. But everything outside of that, like the promos, even like the commercials, and like these in-ring segments with like the Miz, they literally just seem like copy and paste from night one, night two. Yeah. Night one opened with Snoop Dogg and the Miz saying some the most cringiest shit ever. Like, let's get what do you what do you say? Let's get this popping, smoking. Yeah. Whatever. Smoking. Whatever. And then he said the exact same thing, the exact same way. <laughs> Open up yep. night two, and then uh, the Snoop Dogg and Miss segment in the middle of the show where, and, and that's night Pat McAfee came out, and then on night two, Shane came out. It was essentially like the same exact segment, which I guess you know they're trying it's like a, a joke, you know, it's kind of doing about the same nights. Yeah, but that that was the only thing you did for like unannounced shenanigan nostalgia pop type deals. Well, yeah, especially we were promised surprises by Nick Khan, I thought, is what I kept reading. So I was expecting something. I mean, Bobby Lashley came out on night two and showed off his Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal trophy. Yeah, LA yeah, Knight after, after, yeah, in LA Night, like you said with LA Night too, like Bobby Lashley was posting on Twitter like the entire week leading up to it, like, oh, who wants to fight me at Mania? Like, and in, in, it's not just him posting on his own. Like, those are corporate accounts. Yeah. Right? Like, stuff like that. Like, he's being told to tweet that. And I think you're about to say it with LA Knight. He cut promos every week for, like, the past month. Saying, yep. like, WrestleMania. Like, he doesn't want a WrestleMania moment. WrestleMania is an LA Knight moment. Then he wasn't even on the fucking show. He wasn't even on Raw after. Man, I mean, nope. I'm assuming he'll probably be on SmackDown. He's, I think he's a SmackDown wrestler. You know, they, yeah, they, that doesn't, I think... That doesn't really seem to actually matter. Uh, nope, not at the moment. I've, I've noticed there's certain people that will keep on one show, and I'm wondering if that means... And it's always people like LA Knight, like Seth Rollins. I wonder if that means they're gearing up for them to be one of the faces of it. I don't know. Um, but I do think that Knight or Lashley should have done something. I mean, hell, we had all these guest commentators... You could have had L.A. Knight be one. Oh, yeah, and they had like, the same guest commentators every night. I mean, I was okay with Titus. Titus, Titus should not be commentating. Titus Titus was probably one of the high moments of a third commentator in a long time. And I think it's because he didn't have Vince in his ear. And I also think it's because he was just out there having fun. Like, there's multiple times where he wanted to say shit, so he had to say sugar, honey, iced tea. Or there's times <laughs> she could tell he wanted to say fuck, and he couldn't. He should have just dropped an F-bomb. I would love that. I, I also saw that Darren Young was backstage for Raw. I don't know if maybe they were getting people reacclimated with Titus, so that way they could bring back the primetime players. Oh, um, I do know that he millions of dollars, millions of dollars. I do know that he is one of the big um, ambassadors for the company, and he is obviously a Warrior Award winner. But yeah, I thought it was interesting. I'm also wondering if maybe this was them being like, "Here, have a bigger role than just holding the microphone at the one and then coming out with Hulk Hogan at the other." Here, have some speaking lines. Um, Yeah, he hasn't really done much on. Like actual TV, has he? Like this no. year? I nope. I don't remember. Like if you told me he showed up on a on like a TV taping, I would not believe you. No, I have not seen him. That's, that's why I said I don't know if they're trying to reacclimate him or if this was a hey, 
thank you for being a WWE, but we're not going to give you a match. Hey. Uh, our main event, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn finally uh, beating the Usos uh, and winning the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, sending the crowd home happy. Uh, Sami Zayn's theme song uh, just seems like a perfect song to end Mania on. Yeah. Uh, happy, upbeat song. And we finally get to see it, not just on uh, like a 2K game. Uh, Michael Cole mentioned El Generico. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I was, I was, I was at work, so he, um, the fans were chanting Olay, and then Michael Cole mentioned that El Generico would have loved those Olay chants. So it was kind of nice. Um, Kevin Owens now is main evented two of the nights of WrestleMania. Uh, Kevin Owens now. He, he just keeps adding to his WrestleMania resume, his resume in general. He's another one of those I always snicker and laugh at when I see memories come up on Twitter about how, oh, was it last year, they were saying that he was going to quit and go to AEW, and he hated his job. Yeah, it was right before Mania, and he hated yeah. his job. Yeah, they signed like a big extension right around then, too. Yep. Him and AJ, I think. That was a big thing. Like Him and AJ's contracts were up. I don't, I don't want to say it was at the of, same time, but it was there within uh, like the same time frame. It was like around the time where everybody was leaving for AEW. Yeah. And it was like, oh, is AJ and Kevin was going to go? And then there are the two that stayed. Uh, I think AJ would have had a big uh, moments here if he wasn't injured. But yeah, Kevin yep. Owens main eventing two WrestleManias in a row in a t-shirt, by the way. Yeah, uh, take that, Phil. I know some. Yeah, some people uh, in the business did not did not appreciate that. Um, yeah, just uh, just remember, like I said on Twitter, Logan Paul is only the second biggest asshole to use the GTS. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I said uh, predictions. I think this is a match that Kevin was the same as they needed to win. Yeah, uh, and. I think I did make the, the argument uh, to continue the Bloodline story after Mania uh, that they would have to lose uh, here. And that's what it did. It was I don't know, it was a great match. Um, like, in ring-wise, I'd, I'd, I'd put Rhea and Charlotte just above this one, but that's just, I don't know, that's just, uh, like, pulling hairs at that point. Right. Uh, yeah, I think it was a great moment to end on, and it kind of set up night two for disappointment though because uh, everyone left night one like oh this is it the bloodline is going down yeah it's, uh, how is the tribal chief going to react to his cousins losing their championships that they held forever it seemed like um, yeah we'll see Kevin Kevin Owens the same thing finally this is Kevin Owens first tag team championship is that correct I know it's Sammy's. So I read something that this makes Kevin Owens a, a Grand Slam, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm checking he's... now. I know it does make him a Grand Slam champion. just don't remember if he ever held a tag title and it kind of just slipped through the track or the cracks. Uh... No, this is his first tag team championship. 
on for WWE. Yep. And so he's an Intercontinental Champion, a Universal Champion, the United States Champion, and now a Tag Team Champion. So he is fi- finally a Grand Slam Champion. Uh, Who's he join? He joins Seth Rollins, The Miz. I'm, I know I'm missing somebody. Almost Sheamus. Almost Sheamus. <laughs> Edge. That's what I love about uh, Power of the Internet. We can look up. Alright. Um, he will join Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Kane, Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, Rob Van Dam, Booker T, Jeff Hardy, JBL, Christian, and Big Show. Uh, along with oh that's the old format highlight uh, there's a new format I guess uh, so your choice Kurt Angle Eddie Guerrero Edge Big Show Miz Daniel Bryan uh, Chris Jericho Dean Ambrose Roman Randy Seth Jeff Cody Ray AJ and Kevin Owens all future Hall of Famers right there oh yeah uh, and that includes Kevin Owens I think Kevin Owens is a Hall of Famer oh, 100%. I take Hot take right there. Uh, I didn't post a poll for this one on our Facebook. I was too busy making that dough. Um, but I think we had generally positive reactions uh, from, oh, our, yeah. from our followers on Facebook for for this match. Um, I do know that someone reshared our picture of Owens and Zane as the... Uh, I think it's the PWG Tag Champions, and then winning the WWE titles, and they shared it, and they said, I think I'm going to be sick. Uh, I don't really know what that's about. I mean, Kevin Owens is wearing a t-shirt. I don't know what there's to be <laughs> sick about. Uh, I think he much had food poisoning. He had, he had <laughs> some bad food during Mania, and he hit the share button, and he's just like, well, let everybody know, like, hey, I'm feeling kind of sick right now. Uh, I don't got, I don't got, uh, no one, no one talks to me during night two of mania. Um, 